You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. Welcome to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. This week, we are talking about Psalm 37. I could probably give you 20 or 30 things out of Psalm 37 that would make your life better. But I'm focusing instead on five behaviors that will set your mind at ease because we have a tendency to worry. We all battle that. We all battle struggles in our minds and hearts. And there are five very simple things, I think, that can make a huge difference if you'll just learn not just to listen to what they are, but to actually make them a part of your habit, that you begin to do them. If you will become a doer of the Word, not just a hearer, but a doer, then something is going to change. You know, as a pastor for 50 years, I've been in ministry. One of the things that I always focused on is, what am I giving people to do? I don't want to just inform you. I want to give you an assignment. I want you to follow it. I want you to go do something because you will keep what you hear when you do it. If you don't have anything to do, you can't keep it. You'll lose it very quickly. Give your future to the Lord. Trust Him to make it happen. We become perplexed when we don't know exactly how our next steps are going to unfold, when we don't know what the plan is exactly or how we will ever see it happen. You know, in 1977, I came to Tulsa to a camp meeting. Thousands of people were there. And I was a young children's minister in a church of about 200 people out in West Texas. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me clear as a bell and said, I want you to publish your children's curriculum for these churches. They will want to use it if you put it out there. And so I met with a publisher not long after. He and I sat down and mapped out a course to get the curriculum published. But as I got into it over the next year, over the course of about a year, I began to wonder about the money. And the publisher told me, he said, I think it'll cost about $20,000. And he was wrong. Uh, it eventually cost us $50,000 to get the first phase done. But I'm glad I didn't hear that. It would have been a great stumbling block to me. But the $20,000 was something that I thought I could do. Now, my salary for that year, 1977, was just $10,000. So even then, I'm looking at an amount of money that's two times my annual salary. But I, I know God can come through and so forth. But then I began to think about the money. And it didn't seem like that anybody around us that had money was interested in investing in this. I couldn't find any takers. And I was really stewing about the money. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and asked me a question. He said, are you ready to go to press? And I thought, no, there's a long way before I'm ready to go to press. I got a lot to do. He said, then don't worry about the money. You concentrate on finishing what's at hand. The money will be there when you need it. And by golly, the money came. And I, I wanted the money to come from one source, and it didn't. It came in a totally different way than I thought it would, but it came in the best way. 
And so I want to read to you from Psalm 37, 5 and 6, commit your way to the Lord. This word commit reminds me of what it was like when I ran track in high school. I was the leadoff man on the sprint relay, ran the first leg, and I would take off with that baton in my hand. When I got into the, the next station to hand the baton off to the second leg of our relay, I had to commit that baton into his hand. I couldn't continue to hold on to it. This is what a lot of people do. They say they're committing something to the Lord, but they won't let go of it, and they really don't give it to God, and so you lose the race because you really haven't committed. And so if you want to see your guy cross the finish line first, you got to give him the baton. you got to do that with the Lord. Commit your way to the Lord, trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Now this is interesting because now we're not just talking about your future coming about. We're talking about the impediments and the lies and the attacks that have come against you have got to be dealt with so your future can come about. Because we live in a very hostile spiritual environment, and we are surrounded by invisible demon forces, and I don't dwell on that all the time, nor should you, but we may be falsely accused. Don't be surprised. You may be unjustly treated. You may be unfairly treated. You may scratch your head and wonder, why didn't this break come from me? It came to that other person that I know is compromised. Joseph had this happen. Now, it happened when he did something righteous. His master's wife did everything in her power to seduce him to commit adultery. Joseph resisted her appeals. When he resisted, she took his coat from him. He left it when he fled away, and she used it as evidence to accuse him of trying to assault her. And when her master, or when her husband came home, Joseph's master heard what happened. He had Joseph thrown into prison. Now, this man Potiphar was called the captain of Pharaoh's guard. One of the terms in the original language is he was the chief of the butchers, meaning he was an executioner. And so he had the power to execute Joseph. He had no civil rights. Do you really think that Potiphar wanted to throw Joseph in prison I think that had the accusation been true, he would have killed him. And I think he had the power to kill him, and nothing could have stopped it. But I think down deep in his heart, I think Potiphar knew his own wife, and I think he knew what she was like. And for this reason, he didn't have Joseph killed. Instead, he had him thrown into a dungeon. That's just my familiarity with human nature uh, making that uh, statement. He was falsely accused even though he had honored his master, he did something good and he got an evil reward. And that does happen. It happens all the time. And it's because this world is upside down and it's not run the way that it should be run. When you honor God and yet experience a setback as a result, your setback is really a set up in disguise. It may not be what you think it is. Now, no doubt, Joseph was thrown into prison. But the setback was a setup. God's pathways 
to promotion and vindication are always cleverly disguised. 1 Corinthians 2, the Bible says, If the princes of this world had known they would never have crucified the Lord of glory, that whole chapter deals with the things of God being hidden, hidden from the view of ordinary men. So God hides His opportunities and He hides His pathways. Now, I was hunting in northern British Columbia years ago, and up there they have hunting areas called concessions. And the outfitter who owns that concession buys the rights to hunt in that area. So if you come in from any place other than that particular province in Canada where I was hunting, you have no rights to hunt unless you go with the outfitter. You have to engage his services. He has horses for you to ride. He has uh, equipment, cabins, a guide, all of these things he has for you. But if you are a resident of that province, you don't have to pay him a penny. In fact, all you have to do is go get a license, go into that area, and you can hunt there too. And he had all kinds of resident hunters who wanted to come in on his territory because there were a lot of great animals there. Now, he had a system, and that system was not to mark his trails. And my God got lost a couple of times because there were no markings on the trees, just very small markings here and there. And there was a reason he did it. He didn't want to show the outsiders exactly where to go, the best ways to get to the top of the mountain, how to find the river crossing, all of that was hidden. God does the same thing. God hides opportunities. And so it looked as though Joseph was going backward when in fact he was going forward. The prison that Potiphar put Joseph in put him one step closer to Pharaoh. Genesis thirty nine twenty. listen. Then Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoner were confined. The odds of Joseph meeting someone from Pharaoh's palace were far greater in this place than they would ever have been over in Potiphar's house. So it didn't look like a promotion, but it was. And it wasn't any time at all that Joseph was doing again what he'd been doing before. He was put in charge of all the food service, and he was running the prison. When God vindicates you, the right people will come to see it. And those who do not see it do not matter. Now, eventually, Joseph was promoted out of the dungeon, and Pharaoh made him his right-hand man. But we don't know what happened with Potiphar. And I can promise you Potiphar's wife probably wasn't really happy about this. Do you know that to this day, there are people who do not believe, and I'm not talking about sinners, I'm talking about Bible-believing Christians. They do not believe that God called me to start Church on the Move in 1987. With all the wonderful things that have happened in our church, they do not rejoice at our growth. They do not rejoice at the souls that have been saved, at the missionaries who've been supported. They don't rejoice in any of that stuff. For jealousy's sake, they are not happy at what God used me to do. So I wanted to say this, 100% acceptance is not a covenant promise. God can promote you, but it doesn't mean 
that everybody is going to be happy about it. And those who are not happy about it, they really don't matter. And you don't need their approval for God to bless you. It's all the time I have for today, but we'll pick up here again tomorrow. See you then. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below. And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.